Public Protector Advocate Martin Sela. Thanks for speaking to us. Good morning, Sikina. Good morning to your listeners, and thank you for this opportunity. Advocate Martin Sela, um, you've basically come out blasting police minister's report and describing it as full of half-truths, inaccuracies, and distortions. When you put it that way, it sounds really mean-spirited. I think it was just a fair comment on the report that the minister did his best, but having done his best, um, the report has a whole lot of mistakes, and it's not a good document to be used for good decision-making. So you've further gone on to say that you're going to now write to President Jacob Zuma to point out the limitations in the minister's report. What exactly do you mean by that, and what are you going to tell the president? Firstly, the president needs to make an informed decision for two reasons. He is the custodian of the Executive Members Ethics Act, and he is the head of the executive branch of government and the head of the government as a whole with all of the other branches. And therefore, he needs to make decisions that will have implications for everything else. Secondly, the president needs to make a decision about himself now. And in terms of the report that I issued in March last year, the determination of what needs to be paid was to be done by the president. It was never to be done by anyone else. It was to be done by the president with the assistance of the Minister of Finance and the Minister of Police. That is remedial action, Roman figure 12. For him then to make that decision, it is only fair that he should be given correct information, and the report is not giving him correct information. For example, it says that I, I said that um, he wasn't built a house at state expense. And what I said is he was built a house at state expense, and that's the visitor center. But when he told Parliament he wasn't built a house at state expense, he made a mistake because he wasn't thinking about that center as a house. Or as it's a house, and it's on the side of the property that is owned by the president, and not the other side, the, the property on the other side of the fence that is owned by the state. There are other inconsistencies where, for example, the report suggests that my report and that of the SIU said he shouldn't get a swimming pool or we don't need a swimming pool to extinguish fire. We said so, of course, but it's leaving half of the information. The other information is that there was another thing that was um, determined to be the correct item for extinguishing fire, and that would be a fire pool. A fire pool is an ordinary dam, as you can find in Gunu, at the residence of former President Nelson Mandela. And even here, the experts that came to the president's house and did a threat assessment, they recommended a fire pool, not a swimming pool. A conscious decision was made, and in the minute it said that at the request from the president, and we were never able to find out by who in the president, that the fire pool be upgraded to the swimming pool. So all we are saying then is that the upgrade is an extra cost, and therefore that's what should be paid for. And a, a Twitter person said um, over the weekend that if somebody says you have the power to buy a, 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 a camera and you go ahead and buy yourself a smartphone, an expensive smartphone, it still has a camera, but it's not a camera. 
But to the extent that now you have upgraded to a smartphone, phone, there's extra cost, and you should bear the cost mm. for the extra um, right now, if I look at, you know, uh, yesterday's City Press and um, the article there that states that I was too soft on Zuma, it seems as though uh, you are now aggrieved as the public protector at uh, the eventual outcome and uh, the uh, police minister's report because, uh, in your own words, um, as you are quoted here, goes on to say that I made that decision and uh, that he benefited unduly. In fact, that was a softer wording um, to say that he benefited unduly. I should have said that he benefited improperly and unlawfully. So why did you decide to go soft in the first place? Let's start with that wording. Is that that's not wording I use verbatim. Uh, that's an interpretation that has been uh, used by the journalist. Much as I respect journalists and I respect people, sometimes you go to a conference and say one thing and people understand you in a particular way. I didn't say that I regret. I didn't say I was soft on the president, and I'm still not saying that. We, uh, we, we Fortunately, we also taped our version of the discussion we had with the city press on Saturday. All I said was the wording in the Public Protector Act is, the wording in the report is softer than in the Public Protector Act. And there's no regret. It's not even saying I'm soft on someone. Just say the wording. And the wording in the Papa Protector Act specifically says improper or unlawful enrichment or receipt of any improper advantage. Now, you're asking why was that wording used? It was used because in the Executive Members Ethics Act, which was also part of the, the regime I was using to determine whether there was any wrongdoing, the wording is not the same as in the Pub Protector Act. In the Executive Members Ethics Act, uh, Section 2, Subsection 2B, uh, Roman Figure 4, the wording there is in proper uh, advantage. What we then did was a middle ground between those two. And all I was saying to the city press was just to say, these are important legal terms. When we're talking about things needing to be paid back, it's because the drafters of the law expected that when there's improper or unlawful enrichment, there would be a remedy um, for the state that would have lost due to that. And this is similar to the principle of what we call unjustified enrichment when you deal with civil law. If somebody has been unjustified uh, unjustifiably enriched, there is a remedy for collecting back whatever uh, benefit the estate of that person has re- unjustifiably received. Now it leaves us with the question about the constitutionality of uh, the minister's report. I mean, where does this stand and what are you going to do next as the public protector? It really is not about me only, Sakina. It's about you, it's about citizen is about the president. Let me just start with what I have um, recommending, although we haven't put it on paper. I think at this stage, the person who has a vested interest um, to ensure that the Executive Ethics Act is implemented without any impediment is the president. And secondly, the people also have an interest. I'm suggesting that the president takes this matter to the Constitutional Court 
because he also is in this invidious situation where he is the judge and the accused in one matter. And it, it is not an easy matter. So I would suggest that he takes it to the Constitutional Court to make a determination on what he should do and to, to also look at uh, the Constitutional Court to give us a decisive decision on what does the Constitution mean when it says the perpetrator has the power to investigate, to report, and to take appropriate legal action.